Hey guys, welcome to the Voice Silver Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. And I want to continue in this lesson as we have been looking at for the last couple of weeks, and that is your gift will make room for you. I'm really, really excited about this particular aspect of our teaching because uh, I want to show you according to this lesson, this study, that God is not a respecter of person. God does not look at us like we look at one another. Neither does he treat us like we treat one another. If he's done it for one, he'll do the same thing for others. If we release the same kind of faith. Proverbs 18 and 16 says once again, a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. That gift that's on your life uh, sometimes it's not polished and sometimes uh, it is laid on the back burner. Sometimes you may have a gift and you not even know it until someone points it out or recognizes it or needs it in their life. And that's what I want to do through these teachings. I want this faith to build up on the inside of you until uh, you start to walk into your divine calling uh, with this great gift that God has given you. As I've said on countless occasions before, that God would have never sent you to planet Earth without a gift. Your gift shall make room for you. I believe that this is the hour that it makes room. And I particularly like this particular story about one of the judges of Israel. He judged Israel for six years. His name was Jephthah. Um, he had a very profound story. It's different than many of the other ones because he was considered as a black sheep of the family. He was an outcast. Uh, he was unloved and unlike because of his uh, situation that uh, occurred between his father and someone else. And we're going to take a look at this story and maybe it will be a blessing to you because some of you that may listen to this broadcast and maybe you know someone that needs to be encouraged because they didn't grow up on the same side of the track as you, but they grew up on the opposite side of the track where there was lack, where there was uh, unlove, uh, hatred and division. And uh, that's the one I want to talk about and talk to on this broadcast. Our lesson is coming from Judges 11th chapter, and we want to take a look at the first few verses. It says, now Jephthah, and the name Jephthah means he will open. And I believe that this is speaking about God. I believe that God had placed an anointing, a grace, and a gift upon Jephthah's life that when he realized who he was, that he was going to open up doors for others. He was cast out, but his gift is about to make room for him. Now, Jephthah was a great warrior from the land of Gilead, but his mother was a prostitute. We all know the meaning of prostitute. A prostitute, a harlot, a whore, a lady of the night, a woman that would sell her body and do detestable things um, for money from men. And uh, his father was a man named Gilead and he slept with this woman prostitute and she gave birth to this son 
named Jephthah. Now, I don't know if Jephthah ever really had a relationship with his mother. I even knew her name because there are many women that have uh, brought sons and daughters in the world and many of them don't even know who the father is because of so many multiple partners and sometimes the reason why is because they have been on some type of substance abuse or just the type of life that they live what Jephthah was the son of a whore the son of a prostitute and it says his father whose name was Gilead had several other sons by his legitimate wife now he was married either while he went out and had relationship with a prostitute or either he was married after Jephthah was born I don't know uh, but he did have a legitimate wife that he married and he had sons from her now it says he had several sons by his legitimate wife and when these half brothers grew up they chased Jephthah out of the country when Jephthah's half brothers grew up because they had the same father but they didn't have the same mother so here you have a house full of boys uh, one set has uh, the mother and the father with a loving relationship and then there's Jephthah he had the same father but his mother was a prostitute. Just think about how his siblings felt when they heard that Jephthah's mama was a whore. Um, because I'm sure the question came up, why doesn't he look like us? Why doesn't he have the same hair? Why is his complexion different? Why is he taller than us? Why is he meaner? Why is he more stern than us? I mean, what is the problem with that dad and mom? And somebody had a conversation and said that um, he's not from your mother, but he's from a lady that I saw on the street. And so they realized that she was a prostitute. They probably realized where she stayed or where it happened. Who knows? And Jephthah grew up with this type of complex, a complex that said, that are unwanted, I'm unloved, I'm the black sheep of the family, I'm the outcast, I'm the one that is left in the field when the prophet comes in the house to anoint. I'm the one that doesn't get the same gifts as everyone else, doesn't get the same treatment because all of these guys, they're family and they're whole and I'm separated and I'm messed up on the inside. So Jephthah, his name meant he will open. Jephthah had a grace on his life that one day, even though he was facing some terrible family situations, one day that gift that God had gave him from the union of his father and a prostitute was going to make room for him. I'm saying this and I want to teach about this because I don't want anyone that's listening to this broadcast to think that just because you have had it hard in life 
It hasn't been a bed of roses for you. You haven't gone to the best universities or school. Uh, maybe you had to wash the dishes all your life or clean homes. Your gift can still make room for you because there's an anointing. If there's a grace on that gift, God can raise you up and cause you to be known before great men. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And so I want you to see what Jephthah brothers did. It says in the second verse, and when this half brothers grew up, they chased Jephthah out of the country. They kicked him not only out the house, but they kicked him out the country because his mother was a prostitute. Because his mother, she did lap dances at the dirty rug. <laughs> she twerked at the dirty rug. She had an inn. She had a house. Men coming in, in and out, in and out, in and That's your mama. Uh-huh. Jephthah, there your mama over there sleeping with the man. Oh, just jeering just agitating him to the point where he's angry he's hurt he doesn't feel whole he feels dirty he feels rejected and there's nothing that's coming from his daddy that will build him up that will give him hope and assurance that will give him any aspect of son i have your back this is my doing not your doing i did this not you and I'm going to cover you as your father. Don't listen to what they have to say. Matter of fact, if he was any kind of man, he would have rebuked his other children in front of Jephthah to let them know that he's a part of this family also. And I think a lot of times this is what happens in families. When we don't take the rightful position as fathers and mothers and straighten things out in the family so there is no animosity. There is no schisms between the siblings. There is no favoritism like Joseph had with his brothers. <sighs> it would stop a lot of problems. But we see here that they kicked them not just out of the house. They kicked him out of the country. He was hated and despised so much by his siblings that they didn't want him around. They didn't want to see him face, his face because he was detestable to them. He was lower than lower. He was the son of a prostitute. And the son of a prostitute has no right in our family. We're not going to call you brother. You're none of our brother. You're the son of that woman over there. You don't even know Hallelujah. Your lineage. You probably don't even know your mother. So now he's feeling bad. Just think about this every day of his life. Just think about when he went to school. How not only his siblings picked at him, but everyone else knew because I'm sure they told them. Think about the complex that he was raised up with and the anger that he had with no support from his father and probably no support from his stepmother. All of them saying, put him out, get rid of him. 
be careful what you throw away. Be careful what you get rid of because you may have to call it back into your life. So they kicked him out of the country. And it says, you are the son of a whore. They said, you will not get any of our father's estate. You're the son of a whore. You're not getting any of this estate. I don't know why you're still here. Get your stuff and get out. We outnumber you. Our father has left an estate and because you were not connected to our mother, you are the son of a prostitute, you don't get any of this. You're an outcast, you're a bastard child. You rejected. So they put him out, third verse. So Jephthah fled from his father's home and lived in the land of Tob. And soon he had acquired a band of malcontents as his followers, living off the land as bandits. So now the lifestyle in which he grew up, now this lifestyle is manifesting in him because all he knew was rejection. So when he was kicked from out of his home and out of the country, he found a bandit, a, a band of bandits, uh, worthless guys that he would hang with, probably on the street corners and so forth. And when he would hang with them, I'm sure they used to get into a lot of stuff. And it says in the fourth verse, it was about this time that the Ammonites began their war against Israel. And the leaders of Gilead sent for Jephthah. Now listen. The leaders of who? The leaders of Gilead sent for Jephthah. Begging him to come and lead their army against the Ammonites. They kicked him out. They disgraced him. They disowned him. They didn't give him any of the father's estate. He had no hope, no choice, no chance. And all of this because of something that he didn't have anything to do with. He had no say as to how he was born. He had no say who his mother and father was. Sometimes we blame the children because what the parents have done. And that's not right. But now the leaders of the same Gilead family, the same area, now they have uh, called him back. They want him to come back. They want them, want him to help them fight against their enemies because the Ammonites, their sworn enemies, was fighting against them. So they sent for him, begging him to come home and lead their army. They want to make him commander now. See, they didn't realize that what they were doing is that even though Jephthah had been kicked out of the country, out of the house, 
out of the family, his gift was still working because he was perfecting his gift. Jephthah was a warrior. He was a powerful warrior. He was a warrior to the point where these people, they recognize. He was a warrior to the point where these people recognize that they needed someone like him on their side. And now they're calling, they're calling for him. Now they need him. Jephthah, come and help, them, help us. We need you right now. But Jephthah said to them, why do you come to me when you hate me and have driven me out of my father's house? Why come now when you're in trouble? Why you need me now? You didn't need me before. But because you're in trouble, you need me now. And they say, because we need you. We need you. We have to have you, man. We're in trouble. We can't fight this battle without you. They replied. And if you will be our commander in chief against the Ammonites, we will make you the king of Gilead. They need him to the point where they're saying that if you come and take command of this army, we're going to make you ruler over us. See, see how the gift is making room. The gift that they rejected. There are some people that have rejected the grace that's on your life in the past. Some of these same people are going to call you back. And they're going to need that gift working in their life. You're stronger and better than you were before. Sometimes you just don't know it. I'm sure Jephthah was angry for a season. But now God is getting ready to restore him. Because the Lord is not a respect of persons. What he's done for others can do the same thing for you. So if you see somebody rising before you, don't take it as if God has forgotten about you because he hadn't. Your season of elevation is coming soon. So in the ninth verse, Jephthah says, Sure, Jephthah exclaimed. Do you expect me to believe that? You're speaking about you're going to make me the king? And they said, We swear, they replied. We promise with a solemn oath. We, we, we want to make you this so bad that we're going to make a vow. We're going to make an oath. We, we swear that, that if you come and you help us, if you come and you fight for us, you lead our people, you lead the battle because the Ammonites, they'll win us out. Uh, we're afraid of them. We have our sons and our daughters and our wives and so forth in our land. We need someone that's ruthless like you. We need someone that is a warrior like you. See, this same deliverer was in the house of those that rejected him. They had a deliverer in their country, but they didn't need him at that time. And there are times when people are not going to need you. Don't get angry because they're going to call you back. <laughs> they may not need needed you in that season, but I have a feeling in this season, they're going to need the gift on your life. Hey, guys, this is all for this segment. And I hope this was a blessing to you. This is Voice Silver Nation's broadcast. This is Carrie B. And this is Bond Radio.
And I hope you enjoyed this portion. And I'll be wreck, be back real soon for the next segment. Be blessed. Hey guys, welcome again to the Voice of the Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. So blessed and so honored to have you listen to this broadcast. And I hope it makes an impact on your life so that you can realize that you're gifted, you're talented, and uh, your gift is about to make room for you. Proverbs 18 and 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. That ability that God has placed on your life if you can get the revelation from these teachings, if you go back and you just absorb them, um, you listen to them, it will build faith in you to believe that God is giving you a gift and that that gift is going to open up doors, make room, bring you before great men or bring great men towards you. It's according to the level of gift. I think that this is the hour that you perfect your calling and your assignment. Jephthah, we have been speaking about him in our last teaching. He was the son of Gilead and uh, from the union of a prostitute. And uh, Jephthah's brothers um, that he lived in the house with, Gilead had a legitimate wife. He had sons and uh, so forth from her. And um, these brothers hated Jephthah because he wasn't a whole brother. He was the son of a prostitute, a whore. Didn't like him didn't see any value in his life and they not only kicked them out of the house and it doesn't seem like gilead jephthah's father had anything to say it's almost like they, he didn't offend him at all according to scripture and uh, they put him out not only just the house not at the city but he kicked him out the country they just get dished him uh they said they didn't need him pretty much he was worthless and at that time there was a gift on Jephthah's life that Jephthah may not have realized himself. And uh, that gift would later on, it was going to make room for him because he went from out of the country. He found some other guys that were just like himself and he hung with them and uh, he became a warrior. He became a mighty man. And then there was a time when the Ammonites came against uh, Gilead, those people that they thought about the one they kicked to the curb. They thought about the one they put away and uh, they ended up needing him. They ended up wanting him again. And so they had to go and beg for him to come back. And they said, we'll make you our king. Uh, we make you our ruler, our commander in chief. If you just come back and help a brother out, just come and help us out. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happens when you get rid of something that you see as no value. So let me read from the 11th verse of uh, Judges 11th chapter again. And it says, So Jephthah accepted the commission and was made commander in chief and king. The contract was ratified by the Lord in Mizpah at a general assembly of all the people. So Jephthah was a judge of Israel for six years, which was an honor, particularly for the son of a prostitute. And then Jephthah sent messengers to the king of Ammon. Now the problem they were having was with the Ammonites. 
Now, now look at his gift working on him. He didn't just go and fight against them. He sent, he tried to make peace. He tried to rectify whatever problem the Ammonites had against Israel. Why were they coming against them? Now, this is, this is wisdom right here on this aspect of it. And so he sent his general uh, uh, assembly of people and he sent messengers to the king of Ammon demanding to know why Israel was being attacked. And the king of Ammon replied that the land belonged to the people of Ammon. It had been stolen from them, he said. When the Israelites came from Egypt, the whole territory from the Arnon, uh, Anon, Arnon River to, to the Jabbok and the Jordan was his, he claimed. Give us back our land peaceably, he demanded. And in the 14th verse, Jephthah replied, Israel did not steal the land. What happened was this. When the people of Israel arrived at Kadesh on their journey from Egypt after crossing the Red Sea, they sent a message to the king of Edom asking permission to pass through his land. But their petition was denied. And then they asked the king of Moab for similar permission. And it was the same story there. So the people of Israel stayed in Kadesh. And finally, they went around Edom and Moab through the wilderness and traveled along the eastern border until at last they arrived beyond the border of Moab at the Arnon River. But they never once crossed into Moab. So these Moabites and Ammonites uh, did not want them in the land when they were coming from out of Egypt. They didn't give them safe passage. They didn't want them to cross. And it built animosity uh, with them for many, many years. They became enemies of one another because of this. And uh, these were actually relatives. And uh, this hatred and animosity was so great that it developed wars between them consistently. And so now Jephthah is telling uh, this king exactly what happened because the king was acting like the land was stolen from them and they wanted their land back, but it was a land that God had given them. And anytime God gives you something, it is for you to keep. But they couldn't seem to realize that that uh, or else they just didn't know the full story of it. But Jephthah is laying it down. He's telling them just how it was. And so they had to go around. And, uh, and then it says in the 18th verse, they finally went around Edom and Moab through the wilderness. And they traveled along the eastern border until at last they arrived beyond the boundary of Moab, the Arnon River but they never once crossed into Moab. And then Israel sent messengers to King Sihon of the Ammonites uh, who live in Heshbon and asked permission to cross through his land to get to their destination. But King Sihon, Sihon didn't trust Israel. So he mobilized an army and Jahaz and attacked them. Now here it is Israel once again they asking for permission to travel through the land of the king of Sihon of the Ammonites. They asked permission 
that crossed through those borders. But King Sihon didn't trust Israel. So he got an army together at Jahaz and he attacked them. Now somebody is coming for peace. Then you get an army together and you attack the ones that's just trying to cross. He attacked them, the Bible says. But the Lord our God helped Israel to defeat King Sihon and all your people. So Israel took over all your land from the Arnon River to the Jabbok and from the wilderness to the Jordan River. So what Jephthah is saying that we came in peace and we were trying to go through the land uh, but this King Sihon he attacked us and because he attacked us we defeated him and we took the land because God gave us the land so he's explaining to the king exactly what happened and so now it says the 23rd verse so you see, it was the Lord God of Israel who took away the land from the Ammonites and gave it to Israel. Now, he tried to make it seem like they stole the land, but they were attacked. They defeated the ones that attacked them, and so they took possession of the land. So he said, now you see, according to his word, that it was God that gave us this land. And then it says, took away the land from the Amorites and gave it to Israel. Why then should we return it to you? You keep whatever your God, Chemosh, gives you. And we will keep whatever Jehovah our God gives us. And besides, just who do you think you are? Are you better than King Balak, the king of Moab? Did he try to recover his land after Israel defeated him? No, of course not. But now, after 300 years, you make an issue of this of this land and Israel has been living here all that time spread across the land from Heshbon to Aor and all along the Arnon River why have you made no effort to recover it before now he said we've been here for 300 years why are you making this big fuss now why are you trying to recover something that when we were attacked unjustly by your people, your clan, your uh, ones that are partners with you, we took the land when they tried to attack us. So the land is ours because God gave it to us. And you didn't have any problem for 300 years. Now, why you have a problem now? You had plenty of time to do this, but why is this arising now? Now, check this out. After 300 years, you make no issue of this. We've been living here all the time. We spread across the land from Heshbon to Aror and along the Arnon River. Why have you made no effort to recover it before now? And he said, no, I have not sinned against you. Rather, you have wronged me by coming to war against me. But Jehovah the judge will soon show which of us is right, Israel or Ammon. But the king of Ammon paid no attention to Jephthah's message. There are some times when you can tell people 
that this is the situation with the problem between you and I. And because they have made it up in their minds, what they think happened, what is right in their eyes, they will not listen. So this king, he heard the whole story, but he still wouldn't listen. And this was a mistake that he's about to make because he should have listened because we're speaking about your gift shall make room for you. The people of Gilead, they wanted uh, Jephthah to come back and be their ruler because they knew that they had to have someone that was strong, that was just as ruthless, that was a warrior that could face people that were cruel and ruthless themselves. They didn't have it within themselves to do it because they were afraid. But they remembered the one that they put out, the one that they kicked out. They remembered Jephthah. And I want to say that sometimes people don't remember you now, but there's a time coming when many of them are going to have to call you back and apologize or ask for your help when you had the same ability when they rejected you, but they could not see anything on your life. And I'm speaking to you, child of God, there's greatness on your life. Sometimes the eyes of those that need our help are closed and they can't see what they actually need is right in front of them. Sometimes people will go around the world trying to search for the answer and the answer is near them, but it's in you. And because it's in you, they don't recognize it. But the time is coming when they're gonna recognize their gift. So here we have this man he's rejecting. The advice of Jephthah. But Jephthah said, I have not sinned against you you have sinned against me by coming to war. But this king of Ammon, he didn't listen. He didn't pay any attention. 29 verse. And at that time, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. And he led his army across the land of Gilead and Manasseh, past Mitzvah in Gilead, and attacked the army of Ammon. He tried with diplomatic persuasion to avert death and war. But the king of Ammon did not want to listen to that. Now this powerful warrior gift that's on the life of the son of a prostitute is about to bring blood in their land because they reject the sound advice. Now listen, 30 verse. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. Now Jephthah did great advice, a counsel, a wisdom, when he sent diplomats or messengers to try to seek peace and a peaceful resolution with the king of Ammon. But he made a mistake here. 
because he made this rash vow to God. You have to be careful when you're making vows to God, vows that come because you may be in a bit of trouble and you have not thought clearly what you have said or what you have vowed. He made a rash vow. He said, God, if you help me with this, if you bring me back to my land, whatever come out the doors of my house and meet me, when I return to peace in this place, I'm going to give it up to you as a burnt offering. Well, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> that was crazy. He had a daughter living in that house. So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon after he made his vow to fight against them. And the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he defeated them from Aor, Aor as far as Mineth, 20 cities. We're talking about 20 cities to Abel, Kiramim with a very great slaughter. Thus the people of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. They were subdued because Jephthah made a vow or promise to God. He was wise in seeking the counsel of the Lord. He was wise in making a vow but he was unwise in thinking about what he was saying he was going to do once God fulfilled his portion. Because he said, if you bring me back to this place, the first thing that comes from out of my house, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to offer it as a burnt offering. Well, when he got back from war, his daughter came out. He realized he made a mistake, but he made a vow to God and she ended up dying. So we have to be careful what we're saying that we're going to do once God blesses us or deliver us or brings us through. Think about it. You don't want to make mistakes like this. Not saying that you will go through with offering up your child as a sacrifice, but he did. He lost his child because of this rash vow. But he won the battle for his people. And he reigned for six years. And the same ones they rejected, they had to call back. And the word of the Lord says that it was 20 cities. And he went there with a great slaughter. He went there killing from left and right because they rejected peace. They just had made up in their mind, you took our land. You ever seen someone that starts a fight and then they get their hiney whipped and they mad for the rest of their life and they the one started it? They the one started the fight. Now they mad at you for 300 years. <laughs> That's basically what it was. They were mad at Israel for 300 years because they lost the battle and they the one started it. But God, God was with Jephthah and his gift in the end, it made room for him. 
this son of a prostitute, <laughs> this one that his brothers and the people of Gilead kicked from out of the country, they had to be called, he had to be called back and his gift opened up doors and made room for him. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, if you're down in the dumps and you don't feel like anyone cares, and if you're that black sheep of the family, rise up, listen, your gift is going to make room for you. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Ask him, what is my gift, Lord? Ask him to put glory and fire and anointing on it. Ask him to pour all on your life like never before. And God will raise you up in that gift. And somebody's going to come looking for you that dished you and didn't think you was worthy. This is Voice of the Nations, Carrie B, Vine Radio. Be blessed. <laughs>